Hey y'all, it's Janice. Welcome to the Dirty Diversity Podcast. This is a place where we will be exploring equity, racism, and diversity. I am a DEI consultant, educator, writer, and professor who strives to center my work around the liberation of Black folks globally. More specifically, I examine and unpack how we can create structures that support the most marginalized folks in the workplace. This is a podcast where I will share my thoughts on all things diversity, equity, inclusion, racism, anti-racism, and Black liberation. My goal is to stimulate your mind and shift you to think in a way that you've never considered before. This podcast will feature my thoughts as well as the perspectives of different folks doing related work. If you want to learn more, pick up my best-selling books, Dirty Diversity and The Pink Elephant, where I explore workplace equity in more detail. Thank you for listening. Hey, y'all. Jay Nice on the mic, back with another episode of the Dirty Diversity Podcast. I first have to... um, just say I miss I miss y'all I miss being back I took a two-week hiatus um a couple weeks ago I celebrated my birthday we are in airy season still so I celebrated my birthday and then I actually took a trip so I got my first um like mini vacation even though I was working um during my uh four days of of semi-paradise Um, But it was really nice to just take time away. Um, It's been just like a really interesting, jam-packed, just up and down year for me, Um, but in an exciting way, in an eventful way. So um, I'm really glad to be back. Um, And last week, my throat was hurting. I think just the traveling, um, the weather change, my body was just not really used to it. And I did have some, um, I enjoyed some, uh, I I don't really, especially since um, COVID, I don't really drink much um, alcoholic beverages, but I had some, I love uh, mojitos. So I had some mojitos and I think just the weather changed, the mojitos, my body was just, I I had some, some trouble adjusting. So, but any, in any case, we're back now back with another episode of the podcast. So we'll be um, regularly um, recording these episodes, but I do have to say I'm recording this very late at night. So I'm, um, you know, I am um, back to doing what I said I wouldn't do. But so this is kind of a bittersweet episode. Um, We're going to talk about DMX who passed away a few days ago. Um, but before I get into the the today's episode, um, I just have to uh, share a few things. So I'm really excited this Tuesday, which is April 13th, I think. Yes, April 13th. Um, we, we're doing another Clubhouse conversation, myself and my co-host, Meshach. Um, so the conversation we're going to be exploring this um, this Tuesday, April 13th, is on employee resource groups and whether they are beneficial for black employees. So if you have started an employee resource group or affinity group, or you're thinking of starting one at your organization, be sure to 
tap into the Clubhouse um, conversation that we're having. If you need an invite to Clubhouse, if you have an Apple device or an iOS, um, you're using iOS, um, and you need an invite, just be sure to DM me on Instagram. My Instagram information is in the show notes because I have extra invites for Clubhouse. Um, so all of the information to the Clubhouse, to join the Pink Elephant Room, which is where we host these conversations, all of that is in the show notes. So I definitely encourage you all to tap in. Um, and if you enjoy this podcast, I would love it if you left a review on Apple. If you're listening uh, to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, it helps a lot with the visibility of this podcast. It helps others find the podcast. And um, if you are interested in purchasing either of my um, my two best-selling books, one is called Dirty Diversity, the other is called Pink Elephant, there is a link to purchase the books in the show notes. Really exciting news is that I finally, 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 after ages, have both of my books available for purchase through my personal website. So I frequently get questions where y'all ask me, if there are um, additional places where you can buy the books, um, whether they be small businesses or black-owned bookstores, and they are not yet available in small or black-owned bookstores, but that is the goal at some point. Um, currently, my book was, or previously, my book was only available on Amazon, and I know that many of you um, wanted to support small and local businesses, especially Black-owned businesses. So I'm really excited to announce that you can now purchase my books through my website. So the links to purchase, again, are in the show notes. And the I send the books directly. I ship the books directly. And I autograph and leave a personalized note in the books, which is really dope. Um, so if you're interested in grabbing a copy, there are links in the show notes. So, you know, in today's podcast, um, it's not going to be a sad one. You know, I think it's really going to be a reflection on the life of a, a man who impacted many people, um, Earl Simmons, aka DMX. Um, and I recently learned, so... I, I want to say I created the notes for today's episode, and I recently learned some really interesting and unfortunate things about DMX and his legacy, and there have been abuse allegations, um, and, you know, I'm not going to talk about those, but if you're interested in reading more about the life of the complicated Earl Simmons, I definitely encourage you to um, do your own research and um, I really want to not focus on those particular allegations or DMX specifically in this episode, but we are going to be, you know, just I wanted to briefly discuss how his passing has impacted me. So, you know, again, I, I, you know, I couldn't go into this episode without mentioning, you know, those allegations and, and, I did not, this was not something I was aware of, but I think that a lot of folks have very complicated legacies, and we saw the same thing with Kobe Bryant. We saw, you know, a lot of folks when they pass, um, that's when we really unearth unfortunate and problematic things about their life, and no one's perfect, 
Um, but at the same time, I couldn't go into this episode talking about DMX and, you know, I couldn't go into this episode without mentioning that. So, you know, my heart goes out to his family and anyone grieving. Um, but I, I, I do want to just say, you know, I personally believe that our soul never dies. Our soul is just energy transferring from one state to another. So I believe that, you know, um, no one really, no one ever really dies. Um, we just change form. Um, but, you know, DMX was so young. He was only 50 years old and he had such an impact on the world. And just, it's really interesting um, to just think about his legacy and to think about him because, you know, I think everyone loved DMX. Everyone had a DMX song that they loved. I really loved the song, Lord, Give Me a Sign. Um, I thought, I always think it's really dope when black men specifically who are hyper-masculine can also show vulnerability and can be vulnerable and can um, show the world their pain and their scars. And we all have gone through trials and tribulations but I think that the nature of hip hop makes it so that men feel like they can't talk about the pain and, and what they've been through. And the beautiful part of DMX to me was the fact that although he was so, you know, hyper masculine, um, he was also very open with his struggles with, um, with, you know, trauma and abuse and with drugs. And so I really found that part of him quite endearing. Um, I wish more people were open with the trauma that they experienced. More specifically, I wish more men and more black men um, were having these types of conversations. And I hope that if we can take anything away from um, this, this situation and the passing of a man that impacted so many people, it's the power of vulnerability and it's the, the power of, you know, opening our heart up to the world and letting the world see that we've been hurt, we've been scarred, we've experienced pain, and that's okay. Um, I watched a documentary and I could, for, for the life of me, I could not think of the name, but there was this documentary that me and my partner watched, um, like, I want to say a year ago, maybe, and it was on DMX, um, and it was on his life. It might have been like a rap documentary on different rappers, but they went into the lives of different rappers. I really don't remember the name of it, and I, I was thinking and thinking, and I didn't get a chance to look it up, but it was a really, really good documentary because prior to watching the documentary, I didn't know a lot about DMX's upbringing um, you know, I, I listened to his music, but I didn't know a lot about um, about his background. And in the documentary, he talked about how, you know, his mom, how she was abusive, his how he got into using drugs. And it was so heartbreaking to listen to him and listen to his story. And I was just like, I remember while watching the documentary, I was like, oh my gosh, that is just so heartbreaking. And, you know, and just thinking about everything that he went through, the, the world was so cruel to him. Um, and I just, it, it, it just made me think about the impact and the legacy that we are all leaving. 
So I was thinking about my legacy and our legacy and what legacy that will be in this world. And um, a couple weeks ago, I was watching this YouTube video. Um, if y'all have not realized by now, I watch a lot of YouTube videos. And I was watching this YouTube video. And in the YouTube video, they were talking about, um, it was, it was um, I think it was called The Roommates. And they were interviewing some guy and I think he's like, um, he's a financial expert or he's accumulated a lot of wealth. And he was talking about how um, there's three ways that you build a legacy or you, um, there's three ways that, three things that sort of outlive you. And he said, one thing, you plant a tree, a tree will outlive you. Trees last um, for hundreds of years, right? He also said, um, your seed um, you know, you know, AKA your child or your children, um, are the ones that will carry out your legacy. And he also said, writing a book is how you like sort of immortalize yourself because your book, people will be reading your words for, for forever, you know? So, um, I thought that that was really, really interesting. Um, and I think planting a tree is amazing. Um, you know, and it's it very environmentally friendly, and I have to look into how one even does that. Um, and I do want to have kids um, at some point in my life, but um, I, I definitely feel like that about books, where books immortalize you, but more so your ideas. And I think that that's a really, really beautiful thing where people can kill the man, but they can never kill the movement. You know, or people can, you, they can try to kill you as a person, but ideas live forever. So I've been thinking a lot about what ideas I want to put out into the world and how time is so precious. Time is such a valuable resource that we cannot take for granted and how I really want to be intentional about how I'm using my time and making sure that I'm using my time in a way that is moving me toward my goals and creating this legacy that I'm trying to create. I think all of us create or build a, build a legacy at, by surviving the pain and trauma that life has dealt us. And just surviving is legacy enough. You know, what I'm realizing is we don't have to do like, I think there's been such a focus on living a life of extravagance and how that makes a person's life have purpose. If you're an Oprah or if you're an Obama or if you're an Earl Simmons, AKA DMX, your life is worth celebrating because you were famous, you had money, you impacted people. But that's not all it takes to impact people your life and you surviving and you breathing after everything that life has dealt you and thrown at you to me is like it's just is is a legacy is a life and a legacy that's enough um so i think it's like moving away from this idea that the only way that we have purpose is to live this sort of like cookie cutter life where we are making a lot of money doing all these things and it's like no i'm okay 
just being who I am and being a light in people's lives. And that could be doing my job. That could be sweeping the floor. That could be smiling, making coffee for for people and smiling at them every day. That could be, I really am trying to reimagine what that is because I think we all have an image of what a legacy and a life worth living actually looks like. And I think that there are so many ways that each of us positively impact the lives of others. And I want to focus on that and how I'm impacting other people's lives for for good. Because that's ultimately my goal and why I'm here and I think why we're all here. Um, and, you know, my birthday, I shared my birthday just passed. And for those of you who are connected with me on Instagram, I posted on um, on my Instagram um, what I was thinking about. And I was thinking, you know, when you strip away my accolades and my achievements and my awards, who am I? What value am I bringing to the world? And that's really a revelation that... I've been thinking a lot about this past year since we've had this like life altering year is like, who am I when you take all of those things away? And I think um, people always tell me how I'm doing all these amazing things. They're like, oh my God, you have a PhD and you have this job. You're doing, you're so amazing. You did a TEDx. You wrote two best-selling books. And I'm like, yeah, I, I've done some really cool things, but like those things don't make me who I am. Who am I when you take all of that away? And I think when I, when I ask myself that question, I'm a person that wants to inject good into the world and I'm a person that wants to be a warrior of the light. Like uh, Paolo Coelho's book, I, I feel like I butchered his name, um, but the author of The Alchemist wrote a book called Warrior of the Light. And I feel like that's that's why I was put on this earth and that's part of like my legacy. So I think that's an important question to ask ourselves is like, who are we when we, when we strip away our jobs, our titles, our accolades, our achievements, all of those things. Who are we? Who am I? And um, with the passing of DMX, that's something I've been thinking a lot about even more is like, who am I when you take all those things away? And more importantly, what can I do within my circle of influence to create change? It doesn't have to be like this big dramatic thing where I start a nonprofit or I win the Nobel Peace Prize or I write a book. Again, it could be being a light. I could be um, a barista making coffee for people and having conversations with people. And that is being a light in the lives of others. So it doesn't have to be this like big dramatic thing. But I think it's important to ask ourselves this question of, how am I creating change in the world? What can I be doing? What what am I doing to solidify my legacy? And again, legacy doesn't have to be this like this sort of um, 
behemoth of a life that we've lived. Um, I think just standing and living and breathing through trauma and through pain and through everything that we've all been through is a legacy enough. Um, I don't know if that makes sense. I don't know if I'm I'm making sense. This pot, this episode is more of a stream of consciousness. I feel like I'm rambling a little bit, um, and I hope that I'm just making sense. But I'm just like processing, um, you know, the, the the life of a man who's impacted so many people. And I ask myself, when I'm no longer here, what will people say about me? And that's something. I think about um, I think about here and there. Um, how do I? How can I make this world better? And if you ask me that question now, I would say, ideally, I would I envision a world where we'd be able to rely on our government for help, um, where people um, who need health, you know, help who have health issues would be able to receive help. People who live in food insecurity would be able to receive help people who are experiencing mental instability would be able to experience help but um i don't think that the infrastructure in this country fully supports that and i am in the u.s i don't think our our country's infrastructure fully supports that so for me i ask myself what can i do to help folks who are more marginalized than me and don't have and didn't have the same opportunities as me. I recognize I've lived a very, very privileged life where I had access and I had a lot of opportunities. And how do I um, duplicate those opportunities that I have for individuals um, who didn't have the same opportunities? So I think that that's a question that I'm trying to answer and looking for solutions around. Um, but I want to just remind y'all of Bell Hook of this Bell Hooks quote. And, you know, she said, how can we create a better world if we aren't even a- able to imagine what it looks like? And I'm paraphrasing. Um, but she said something along these lines where she's like, if we want to, you know, again, create a better world, we have to be able to envision and imagine that. So I invite you to imagine what a world that is better looks like what what we envision our legacies to be like and um yeah how do we how do we support the most marginalized and this is again y'all know this is the focus of this podcast this is the focus of the work that I do but I'm just thinking and I'm asking questions and I'm just like processing so um, I hope this this episode made sense. I feel like it was just a jumble of my ideas, my thoughts, my feelings. Um, it's like uh, <laughs> it's um, as as the kids say, it's demon time over here. So it's really really late at night. Um, so I feel like I'm I'm making only a little bit of sense. But um, how can I? A question I invite you to think about is how can I make this world better, or how am I making this world better? And what does that look like in my life and for me? So um, I think that's where I'm going to leave off today's episode. Um, But just as a reminder, uh, for those of you who enjoyed today's episode, I invite you to leave a review so others can find the podcast. But also be sure to tap into um, our Clubhouse Conversations every Tuesday 
at 6 p.m. Eastern, um, where me and my co-host discuss um, how to support black professionals, black liberation globally, what that looks like, what that looks like for employees, and um, things of that nature in the Pink Elephant Club. Um, So without further ado, I will end today's episode. I love y'all. Thank y'all so much for listening. I look forward to checking y'all out next week and um, have a great week, y'all.